What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Extra Point Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. Your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones. We got a nice episode for you this week. We're going to talk about Dave's uh, ever-imploding Knicks. We're going to talk about the NFL Combine. We're going to talk about free agency, the NCAA Conference Championships, and a big boxing rematch coming this July. But we'll kick it off, Dave, with you. Uh... Long time, probably the most famous Knicks fan to most people, Spike Lee, having a, a disagreement with um, the ever charming uh, James Dolan. What What do you have to say about this? I know, I know, you're a big James Dolan fan, so yeah, can't wait yeah. to hear you defend him on this one. Um, well, it, it might come to a surprise to you, but for once, I actually am going to defend him on this one. Uh, I think I love Spike, but he was wrong here. Um, you can't, it, I, I get it. Like he's been coming in the same entrance for years. I get he's paying outright for his tickets. I get it. I get it. I get it. And it should have been handled differently by the security. It should have been one of those, Hey, this is, you know, Skype spike claims. He was never told about this prior, about this new policy, new entrance rule. Nick's claim. They've been telling him for weeks or months. Um, regardless, it should have been handled differently on the spot should not have gotten to that that level. Um, but Spike flat out lied about some of the interactions and, and how it went down. Uh, he said he never met with Dolan. He said he was never shaking hands, smiling with Dolan, laughing with him. Um, it's just flat out not true. There's videos and pictures of it. Uh, so I don't... It's one of those things where you don't know who to believe because normally you'd believe spike you know just by default but something you're so adamant about is literally a lie uh you there's a video of you saying a video of you doing something you said you didn't and you were screaming it on the most watched debate show in the country morning after um even Stephen a on his radio show probably two hours i think debuts two hours after first take ends in that time was the time when the before Spike told his side of the story, and then when the Knicks released their PR statement along with the picture and video of him. And even Stephen A. Smith called out Spike Lee for lying about that. So we don't know too much about it. I'm sure there is wrong parties on, or wrong actions on both sides, but this is not a slam dunk fuck Dolan scenario. There's plenty of those every year, every week, whatever. This is simply not one of them because Spike was proven to be not truthful on multiple aspects of his story. Um, so I, I, I just, it's just a bad, you know, it's another Knicks for clicks type thing. It started blowing up and it was completely taken out of proportion. Uh, Spike watched the game just fine. He went right in. They, they took him to his seat. Uh, he wasn't late. So it, it should have been water under the bridge. <laughs> Spike, even himself in other interviews, I think one with the New York times, backtracked on his earlier comments you know that he clearly i mean he had no choice there was literally video of him saying he you know doing something he said he didn't so i to me it'll it'll blow over maybe he misses the end of the year uh but he'll be back next year he'll that's what he's claiming he's claiming he's taking off the rest of the year yeah he also claimed he's swearing on his mother's life that he was not told about the entrance change so after you see him lying um, about you know the things in the video that 
are proven false, and then he swears on his mother's life in regards to about the entrance. Who do you believe in that regard for that thing? Yeah, it's another thing. It's just once you once you put, and that's like a that's not just like oh I I got to the game at I was like ten minutes late. Actually, no, he was eight minutes late. Like it's not something like a minor detail like that. That was like the crux of the entire interaction was did you talk to James Dolan at halftime did you shake his hand and was it did it seem amicable and he said no to all of those and that's just it was all true and he said it wasn't um so you gotta you gotta call people on what you know we give Dolan we call Dolan on all the shit he deserves and more uh just on speculation so you gotta you gotta give Spike the same treatment uh I get it I get where he's coming from to an extent but it's also like Sorry, Mr. Millionaire, you got to go through the VIP entrance. What you know, a, what a fucking terrible thing. He claimed he needed to leave the building. Yeah, that's I don't know, that's another part. I don't know if that was true. I do side with Spike on that in the sense that yes. once they would have not let him back in once cuz you can't rescan a ticket once you leave a stadium, you can't come back in. I I yeah. totally agree with Spike on that one. If they were saying to do that, then I'm not a fan of that, but um, we don't it's, know. It's just, we just it's, don't know. It's odd, it's odd because not to say you give him special treatment, but he's been your only, you know, head celebrity fan. Been through you with the thick and thin. Um, you know, if anyone's should get a pass in regards to whatever little entrance thing, it should be Spike Lee. Agreed. Agreed. For, but for the Knicks, protocol, according protocol, to the but, Knicks, according to the Knicks, he's been told that for months so it's another and he's, ab- and he, and he's abusing it yeah it's another he said she said uh it's fine and and bagley bagley immediately kind of discounted spikes the the rumors around spike being kicked out and their argument and bagley to me is arguably the most trusted nick's beat writer reporter out there i think he's the most reasonable of the well-connected guys uh so I tend to believe pretty much everything that comes out of his mouth in regards to the team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to blow over. It is what it is. It's another, you know, it's a 24-hour news cycle. Uh, we'll forget about it. Spike uh, Also, Spike said he goes to 41 home games a year. Spike Lee hasn't been to 41 home games in 20 fucking years. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I've been. How many games does he go to a year, 30? Probably 25, 30, 35. Depends on the year. He hasn't gone to 41, and I, I mean... I've been I've been not seeing him at Knicks games since I was in middle school, so it's just not true. Um, it's another thing. It's there's no reason to lie about it. Um, you could just say I pretty much had every game, and it, people would take it the same way and understand it. It's understandable that you might miss a couple home games, you know, for various life reasons. But he's just another thing. You're so adamant about a flat out lie. Like I was at a Knicks game two weeks ago. He wasn't there. I don't know what to tell you. Like. <laughs> It's just not the case, um, but you know it, it is what it is. He'll be he'll be back next year. It's fine. Uh, him and Leon Rose, I'm sure. Leon Rose, Steve Stout will repair that relationship. Uh, so not worried about it. Old news by next week. Well, there we go. There we have it. A little bit a little bit more Knicks drama. Nothing new there. Um. Now, this past week, we had the NFL Combine. What did you guys think? Any, any, anyone stand out to you? I know we saw that um, that big man run the 5'11'40". That was fucking crazy. 
Makai Beckham, he, I mean, anytime you got a guy running that at size that fast, you got to take note. Uh, 367. Yeah. Yeah, he's the largest player in the draft, right? Or in the combine, rather? Yeah, clo- if not close to it. Uh, I, I think another thing we learned, Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons is a physical freak. He's the Saquon Barkley of linebackers or safeties or cornerbacks. What did he run, 439? Yeah, 439 at like 235 pounds or some shit. Like, something insane. And like, and like uh, what was it, like 11.6 broad? And, yeah, uh, like a 39-inch vertical or some shit. He's for, he, and he's from Clemson. Yeah. He lined up at every defensive position besides nose tackle for them last year. Yeah, I mean, give me all of Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. If I'm the if I'm the Giants, give me Isaiah Simmons. I, I'm going to be quite upset if the Giants don't take. I mean, if, they're yeah, not going to get. I, they got three options. They can go cornerback, Isaiah Simmons, or offensive line. They're all needs, but Isaiah Simmons is far the and away line my makes top the least choice. sense based on no real elite lineman offensively. If anything, you trade back. No, this is a great class. Tough. I mean, no, I mean, not I mean, at, not at four. Yeah, you trade back for no, a lineman. No, yeah, I'm saying there's no one within like the top three or four. Like, correct. There's no error. You trade Fishers back. Like I mean, there's yeah, there's there's depth though. Yeah, you can get ten or twelve. Yeah, the first line might not be taken till you know eight to ten. So you, you trade back you to the six trade, to nine range if you want to. Yeah, you can trade. You could even trade further back to ten or eleven. Yeah. Or I'm whatever. saying to get your choice. Yeah, but the Chargers traded traded uh, Russell Okung today. Uh, about an hour ago, so they they're yeah. probably going to go O line with their first pick. Well, if they, they, don't they also go got a lineman in return. They got Trey Turner. Yeah, but uh, is but I what, what does Trey Turner play? He doesn't play left tackle, right? <clears throat> Thought he was a tackle. Um, maybe actually... he's maybe he's a right tackle, and they're planning on drafting a left tackle. Regardless, the Chargers need help at O line at multiple positions. Um, but we'll see. Uh, they they need a quarterback too, so you never know. Uh, how about Jonathan Taylor running an insane forty four three nine as well? Beat out Saquon Barkley. I am I am out of all the running backs in this class. DeAndre Swift is a sexy name. I'm a Jonathan Taylor guy. Um, I know Wisconsin has a good offensive line, but he rode back to back two thousand yard seasons. So one of the best college careers of any running backs ever. Um, he has a fumbling issue. That's pretty much as he could be a little better in pass protection. He Other also proved that, he can catch the ball this past year. What? He proved he can catch the ball this past year too. I think he had five yeah. receiving touchdowns. Yeah, he's uh he's the best runner runner with the ball in this as a running back in this class. Um, I think he'll be a stud running back. Perennial thousand yard rusher. You know he um, still holds the New Jersey State record for hundred yard dash. Really? Yeah, I did. But he, and he was on the Wisconsin track team. Yeah, he's fast as shit. I mean, I don't. Where is he projected going right now? The thing all is, running the, backs. All the running backs are projected uh, early. It's him, Swift, and Dobbins. They're all projected uh, early, middle, late. They're all projected second round. Yeah, I, I like, I like um, Taylor, Dobbins, and then Swift. That's my order. Swift, I I get Swift is Swift. We haven't seen a ton from. Uh, he's been banged up before. I don't know if he's a 
I know he's shifty and fast, but he's not a um, workload type of running back. Dobbins, Dobbins is is a is a monster. I love his size, his speed. Reminds me a little bit of Zeke. Like I, I just love the way he runs. I, I, I he's another great runner. I, I Swift is talented, but I, I'm taking those two guys over them personally. So Tankathon's mock draft has DeAndre Swift going 32nd to the Chiefs. It has Jonathan Taylor going 39th to the Dolphins. And it has J.K. Dobbins going 57th to the Houston Texans. Those would be all be good fits, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what I might Three very running, needy, back, needy running back teams. Running mm-hmm. back needy teams. But at the same token, though, for the Chiefs, I guess you wouldn't take Dobbins there or, or Taylor there, but I, I feel like Swift is a swimler, similar player to a Damian Williams, you know, more talented, albeit, but he's a similar shiftier guy. Maybe you want, I, I guess that's what they're, I know what they're doing. They're spreading people out, but you don't want someone to ram it in if you need third and two, third and one. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I think they just like his versatility. Yeah. No, I, I get it for, their, for, the, for the offense they run, but... You know, if they had a really legit good running back, like runner, um, like Taylor, tough in between the tackles, they could be more multifaceted. Because um, Damian Williams is, you know, he's good in that system. I don't know. I think he's a great running back, but he's good. He knows his role. Um, he's going to get overdrafted in fantasy because of the Super Bowl, but yeah, this year too. He was overdrafted this year too. I'd, yeah, but he's a good good player for your team, so. What about the uh, – there was those two uh, defensive linemen too, the one from Nebraska and then Oklahoma both ran. They ran like a – I think um, it was Khalil uh, Davis ran like a 4.79.40. And then um, I can't think of his first name, but Gallimore from Oklahoma ran like a 4.8. Oh, shit. Two D linemen. They had – I think this was like three – I think the three fastest times – for players over 300 pounds came this year. That's crazy. Or three of like five or something like that. I think Tristan Warfs also set the record for vertical jump for a, uh offensive lineman. Wow. He set what? He set the vertical record for the offensive lineman. Or it's like the highest in like 30 years he, or something. I like him. I do like him too. He's he's going to be a beast. Oh, wait, I have it right here, actually. So the four fastest times for players over 300 pounds were Khalil Davis this year with a 4.75, Neville Gallimore with a 4.79 this year, Carlos Davis with a 4.82 this year, and then Jay Howard in 2012 with a 4.82. Yeah, Neville Gallimore is projected early second round, 35th to Detroit. What, what what do you think we would run in the forty? I always think about that. I haven't really ran like a time forty. What would we run in the forty? Uh, I would put any amount of money against anyone. I could run a sub five forty. I don't know what I run, but I'll put any amount of money I can run a sub five. Sub sub five? Yeah. Yeah, I think a sub five. You think you could run sub five, Tom? Yeah, dude, I'm pretty fucking quick, man. You don't even dude, know. No shot, Tom. Dude, it's Sully. Let's fucking do it, dude. I'm going to get No way. I'm not proclaiming anything about me. I'm just saying there is no shot on this earth, on this planet, that you run a sub-540. There's no... no... We're going to do it. I'm down. We'll We'll film it. Bleacher Fan Combine. We'll we'll film it. We'll get real lasers. Tom, 
I, here's the thing. I thought Dave was going to say there's no shot any of us run sub five. We have the fast, some of the fastest people in the world running four three four four. I mean, I get yeah, it. I know. But it's Goodell, not Goodell ran like a four. Uh, I mean, a five two or a five three in a suit. Like you're telling me, I can't beat Roger Goodell by three tenths of a second. Yeah, that's the thing, dude. I think I could fucking do it. I, 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 the, the, the start off is so important. The first, like, the release is so important. I uh, like that can make or break it. And it's if you're unless you're like a track runner, and you and you're training for it, it's really hard to have a good release and and start at the right time. Uh, I. I'm saying if, if you guys trained for it for a long time, I think Dave possibly could. Uh, Tom, I don't. I, I just don't see it. All right, man. Fuck you. I'm going to do it. I, I know you're care. dropping weight, and I'm happy for you. Sub but, 5. So uh, by June, I will have a sub 540. You just said right now. All right, I'll do it right now, bro. Let's go outside. Get me on a football field. Like... <laughs> I don't, even know if I, access, I don't even know if I can access a football field right now. If if <laughs> if we're saying like right, I would say Dave would be like four one. If like you're not training for weeks, if you're just doing it, like you're stretching and you're gonna do it, I'd say Dave's like a five one five, and I'd say Tom's like a five five four. No fucking yeah, I'm way! I'm talking about I am it. At least sub five two five. I'm talking just, about it like, I, I, yeah, give me like 20 minutes to warm up, stretch, like jog around a little bit, like that thing. I'm not talking about tra- or training. No, no yeah, I'm saying you can have your little thing, but I'm saying you don't have in multiple days. I'm saying you could stretch, no, jog, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. warm up. But I, I would say I Dave would be around a 5-1, and I'd say, all right, Tom, I'll give you a 5-4-5. Five, 5-2-5, five, five. Five, five, you bitch. <laughs> Well, well, originally you were saying you're gonna break five. Now it's five two five at least. So. Well, I'm saying it. You're saying it, at least. I'm saying I'm gonna break five. There's no doubt in my mind. But I, also, like I, they, I, they do it. Beckham, what did Beckham run? A five one or five zero oh, something? What did yeah. who? Beckham, the the Louisville kid, Mackay Beckham. Yeah, and, and he's probably very, the the thing is some of these some of them are fast. He's fast. I'm not like, saying when, he's not fast, but. Three, six seven six eight three sixty four like he's quick he's quick and he uses I'm one fifty soaking momentum. wet what I said I'm one fifty <laughs> soaking wet yeah but you also have less power than him so it's listen I don't have a if lot Dave, of yards in me but I got forty if if Dave ran a four nine seven I wouldn't be surprised I I would say okay I see it I I, I could yeah see I'm it. not saying four six four seven four five four eight four nine. I I would if you ran a four eight I would absolutely fall off my bed. Give me three, is, give me three attempts. Yeah, that's fair. I think. Uh, yep. I I would I would bet that Tom would get over five and that you would get over four eight. But I just said yeah four eight four nine so four eight is what over four eight is what I'm projecting between four eight and four and five zero. Oh. So four nine is the over under. Nope, I'm running yeah, four a, nine. Four nine would four, be the over under. A four four two. <laughs> oh Thomas. I <laughs> I think you're completely underestimating. I think I think I would run like a 5-1 first of all. I don't I don't think I would break 5. I think I'd run vertigo. It doesn't count. You you're disqualified. I can still run. Yeah, but not in a straight line. Yeah, I got those quick yeah, quick you're running in circles. <laughs> I'm fucking 
I got those quick twitch muscles, man. Sully's over here thinking he's running the 40. Meanwhile, he's doing the three-cone drill. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I mean, every, I feel like everyone is, every person in the world is like, yeah, I got it. I could, I, I could do that. I could put up 25 reps. I could, you know, I got 35-inch vertical. The highest my I will say my vertical has been measured. It's not this anymore, but the highest it ever was in junior in high school is thirty three inches. Hasn't ha, it's been a steady decline ever since, but that was it. my peak. I don't know. Mine was never measured, but I can't imagine it was too high. <laughs> that was like I, I could grab rim at that point. Oh, uh, I could grab on like nine. Couldn't grab on ten. I have five decent hops right now. I can get about um, about five inches above above the rim right now. Oh, so you I'm, can dunk like a tennis ball? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've actually I've actually dunked like a handful of times in my life. I mean, I'm not saying it's a it's the clean slam, but um, the ball's going in, and my and my hands uh, I'm I'm putting the ball in the net, and, and I'm touching the rim as I do it. Yeah. That's a dunk. It's it, it's a soft. It's technically a dunk, but it's you wouldn't be like, oh, that's a dunk. Well, hey, they but, gave they gave a fifty to Dwight Howard. His fingers didn't even touch the rim. So, yeah. So I think, yeah, my verticals. I mean, how tall? I'm like six six one, six two. I, no, it's really from what your your thing is measured at. Your, your vertical your, is like your you put tips. your you put your fingers up, yeah. your hand up, and wherever yeah. your fingers are, plus yeah. your new height that you touch. Yeah, I'm well. I'm at I'm at seven feet eleven inches in regards to that. Right above, right under a uh, seven ten or seven eleven, and then I'm five inches above ten feet or so. So that's twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, I'd probably be around twenty nine ish, thirty ish. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. Yeah. Well, enough metrics from <laughs> Bleach Boys over here. You guys think has the most to gain and the most to lose in free agency coming up? Uh, there's so many teams that are just make or break based on free agency, and there's all the the crop is dwindling uh, with franchise tags and stuff. Uh, like you know, I mean, Gaku was going to get tagged by the Jaguars. He was set to be arguably the most sought after free agent, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So now he's going to cost money, but there's a lot of teams that have a lot of money that could turn things around very quickly. Uh, the Colts and the Bills are already talented. They have the second and third most cap space. The Dolphins have the most, $88 million. They're not turning it around. They'll be better, but they're not turning it around. Uh, Colts Colts could be really good next year with cap money spent the same way, same or the right way. Same with the Bills, but the Bills do have to bring back a lot of key defensive pieces. Shaq Lawson. Colts need Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 20, 25 million of that Colts cap is going to a quarterback. That's why you look at, like, the Bucks have 79 million. They're fourth, but they're going to have to pay Jameis 30 or whoever they want 30, whether it's Jameis or Phillip Rivers. That's 25, 30, that's gone. The Cowboys are fifth. They have 77 million. Basically, they have nothing because they have to bring back Dak and Amari Cooper, that's going to be 50, 60 million combined. So maybe they can field the same team with a couple of small upgrades if they get lucky. The Broncos are a team, they're lo- they're going to lose uh, Chris Harris. They're going to need to spend that on defense. I'm assuming they'll go heavy in the draft on defense too. 
They also probably want to get Drew Locke another weapon, another receiver weapon. Uh, maybe someone like Robbie Anderson goes there, or maybe they address it in the draft. This is probably this could be the deepest wide receiver class of all time. Uh, I think it is. It's it's certainly the deepest in the last fifteen or twenty years. That's unarguable. Uh, so that uh, you know, and the Browns are a team. They they have sixty one million. If they cut Olivier Vernon, they're they're at approaching eighty. They're going to be at seventy eight, seventy nine million. Uh, which I would expect them to do. I would be surprised if they didn't cut Vernon. He has zero dead cap left, and he may, he's the highest cap hit on the team. And he didn't come close to warranting it last year. I think he had five sacks and something. He was a middle of the road defensive end, and he's getting paid like a top five. Uh, Texans, same thing. They're gonna they're gonna be in a decent spot. Uh, they don't have any draft picks though. The Texans. I mean, they just traded another one. They did get a, bou- a Bouye. Um, so that's a good coin. They only had to give up a fourth, but I think they only after that I think no, they only have five no, the draft Broncos picks. Broncos got Bouye. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What am I thinking? Um, yeah. I, but the Broncos right. are going to be getting rid of Chris Harris, so I don't yeah. really know what's going so, on there. I don't. I mean, you you figure that's a net net right there. Yeah. Uh, but then teams like the the Giants could make with the right moves could make it huge. They don't have really anyone that they need to re-sign. Uh, they'll they're probably going to get up to about eighty million in cap with the release of. Uh, Rhett Ellison and Antoine uh, Bethay. So that'll be, they'll be fourth in the NFL with the fourth most cap uh, with a quarterback in place, a running back in place. They really can focus all on spending on defense and offensive line and then pick up whatever they don't get in free agency in the draft. I think the Giants are really well positioned there. Uh, even the Jets the, were well positioned last year though. And then I thought they made good moves and they, I guess they didn't make that's good true. moves. Uh, but the Jets, they still have 50 million in cap space. They're, they're slightly above I mean, the league We also average. didn't have CJ Mosley all year and we had a top 10 defense. So I'm encouraged by that. The Giants mistake could be if they re-sign Leonard Williams. Correct. To too much that, money. Um, way too much money. That would, that would, um, that, that would hurt. It would compound uh, a mistake. Uh, I think gonna, the Jets and where do you rank the Jets and Giants in regards to um, next season? Next next season, where where they would rank in regards to record wise, and who do you think's better right now? I mean, it's such a we're talking about two teams that are going to go through major transformations, probably. You know that we haven't even hit free agency or the draft. I mean, if we're having this conversation in August, that's one thing, but now, I mean, you're talking about the Giants essentially replacing probably six or seven defensive starters, probably two or three offensive starters. That's, a, that's you know, almost half your starting lineup is going to be different guys this year. On, but well, it's like with the Jets without, the Jets had the, the most uh, percentage of their team on the IR, though. So, um, you no, know. I agree. So, I, I think both have the potential to be to make massive improvements next year. The Giants obviously yeah, have more room for improvement because they were worse this year. Uh, well, the Jets finish at eight and eight, seven, seven, seven and nine, nine. seven and nine. Yeah, seven so you're already seven six with Sam Donald. You're already three wins this ahead and nine and seven here and yeah. sweep in the playoff. I think. I think if the, the Jets, Jets spend their spend their cap right, uh, uh, you want. I'm assuming you want them to go after a receiver in the draft or offensive lineman. Oh, offensive lineman. Yeah. So you, I, I mean, want I want to let Robbie Anderson walk and sign Brashad Perriman. 
That's they, what I want. They need to address receiver, whether it's through the draft or, or any, because they don't have any. We have a new Wa back. We have a new Wa back. Uh, we have Crowder, and then and then we have two good tight ends. We have Chris Herndon, who missed this year, and then Ryan Griffin, who was killing it with us before he got hurt. We have two good tight ends. Bell, use Bell uh, better, mainly line. And uh, I think Perriman's an elite, an, an elite talent. He was out of uh, co- out of college. He really ripped it apart at the end of the year. Ripped it up once he got his chance. Robbie Anderson wants fifteen million. He could suck a cock. Yeah, uh, Robbie Anderson, you gotta let Anderson walk. Uh, but I yeah. think I listen. The, the free agent class of linemen is better than the free agent class of wide receivers. I think they're probably going to try and address O line in free agency before the draft. And I think they, I think they really like the idea of being able to pair Darnold with a true number one receiver through, through you know, on the same age line as him. That's uh, fine if they do that, but you better, you better sure as fuck get two stud linemen in the free agency because we need more than one lineman. We need like three at least. Oh yeah, it's fair. The Giants are in the same you know what I'm spot. Draft, draft someone in the second round. Draft someone in the second round. Sign two linemen. Draft the receiver. And you know, the, and then get a pass rusher and call it a day. There's a get, lot. There's a lot of linemen, but there's also a lot of line linemen needy teams with cap space. I mean, the Giants, the yeah. Browns, the Browns need 16 linemen. The Texans. Conklin uh, is going to be a high a high price. Yeah, Con- uh, I don't want any funny. part of Conklin being the making Conklin the highest paid right tackle. Like, I like Joe him. Funny. I like him, but I'm not giving him. I'm not giving him record money. Uh, we did that with Solder, and it blew up in our face. Yeah, and I mean Conklin's good, but he's he's just he's not a top tier. He's certainly not the best right tackle in the game. That's that's unarguable. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so we'll see. But there there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, talent out there in, in the free agent guys. Good linebacking class. Good cornerback class. There's a lot, uh, and it kind of goes in line with the draft, too. There's a lot of good cornerbacks. There's a lot of good wide receivers. There's a lot of good linemen. You know what the Bucks should do? The Bucks, I think, with all their cap room, I think they should trade for Todd Gurley. Wow. Wouldn't be a terrible move. I'm saying, and and you need to be compensated in some way. I know Gurley's not is what he, what he is, so I'm saying for taking on that contract, you need, you know, it, you're gonna need it, you're gonna be need compensated a little bit. Like it's not just, you know. What do you think? Like Todd Gurley and a, a third or a fourth for a second rounder? Yeah, yeah. You need some sort of draft capital if you're going to give up a, a. I don't even know if they'd give up a second for Gurley. That's the thing. Well, is if you're getting I, a third back, I mean. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. That's. But. Um, Grass, I think so Gurley, could, Gurley could still be effective. I mean, I think the line for the Rams was so bad compared to how it was two years ago, and I think Gurley isn't what he was, but I don't think he regressed as much as people think. I just think the offensive line is a huge product of running games more than people think, and people and just blame it on the Rams' cap situation is fucked. They have to re-sign Ramsey. They're going to have to let Dante Fowler walk. I think the Rams and Niners are both going to be hurting next year. I think the Seahawks will win the division. This, the the Niners don't have, I don't think, any cap room. Yeah, they've got uh, even they, less than the Niners Rams. don't have after the first round pick. They don't have a they don't have a, a, dra- a draft pick till the fifth round. Yikes! What? Yeah, who did they not, trade their draft picks for? What? Jimmy? Who did they I trade think, all these draft picks for? I, I don't know who, who Emmanuel Sanders, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if anywhere. I don't know if any were from Jimmy G. I think it was from Jimmy G. 
Um, who else did they trade for? I don't know, but I, I, I heard it today, and I almost chipped my pants because I, I think the Niners are such a easily predictable regression this year. I think it's laughable. It would be the same thing as the Rams. From two years ago, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I think both teams will be in the eight to ten win range. I eight to ten win range. Um uh, maybe, you know. And then I'd see I'd see the Seahawks winning going twelve and four taking that division. I think the Cardinals will be right there if they address their defense seven and nine or so. Yeah, the Cardinals they uh, what are they, their cap situation? Thirty nine million, right below the league average. The league average is about forty five million, forty four million. Uh, so there's there's plenty of teams with a lot of space, but there's. Was, I mean, the Dolphins could do something. I'm not saying they make the playoffs, so they have they have the most money. Yeah, eighty eight, eighty eight million. The Dolphin, the the teams with real wrecking power are Dolphins, Colts, Bills. Uh. Gi- Gi- Giants, yeah, but the Bucks, Bucks a little bit, but they. I'm talking about teams. They need a quarterback. Yeah, they need a quarterback. Uh, Giants, the Broncos, Browns, and even the Browns are a stark drop off after the Broncos. It's about nine million dollar drop off. But I'm as, if the Browns release Vernon yeah. like I expect them to, or like they should, then they all of a sudden catapult into a real, real threat too. Yeah. Thought it was very smart. The Chiefs uh, franchise Chris Jones. I thought that was. Very, very smart. Yeah, there. I would wouldn't be surprised if we saw Sammy Watkins either cut, traded, or restructured. Uh, the guy's oh. getting paid. I think he's the second highest paid receiver in the NFL right now. And Sammy Watkins is such trash. Probably the fourth best receiver on his team. Yeah, Sammy Watkins is probably like the thirty second, thirty third best receiver in the league. Yeah, he's getting a- after this draft. He'll probably be in like fortieth. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I would be absolutely shocked if they didn't do anything. They're cutting him, they I can mean, he's save, considering retirement. They can save $13 million on the cap if they cut him. Uh, so that would, easy, that would... That's oh, they could $13 million? That's an easy choice. That puts them up to $27 Because they're going to have yeah. trouble re-signing Chris Jones next year. It's going to be an issue, and he's a stud. Um, he gets injured, but he's he's a monster. They need Chris Jones and Frank Clark. If they can, if they can, obviously, along with those guys in Mahomes, that's the core of their team. They have Hill. They have the young Hardman. You know, they. they I mean, that guy Pringle had a good game to them. They need quick, fast, shifty receivers that can catch the ball, and so many people can do that. As long as you have the the speed for it, and they have speed on offense, and they have Kelsey, obviously. Yeah. Um. And 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 they're fine. Yeah, no, but but I mean uh, Watkins. Uh, I mean that's seven million this year, another seven million next year. So it's not. Yeah, it's wait, not just... way too early. Super Bowl predictions. I'm saying Chiefs over Seahawks. Go, and then we'll go on to something else because we've been. Uh, oh man, Chiefs I'm saying over... Chiefs repeat. Chiefs over Seahawks. Ravens over Packers. Oh, Dave's got to have the Packers in there. <laughs> I want to do it so bad. Uh, <laughs> they only got twenty million to spend in the pack. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reverse years. I'm gonna say Seahawks over Chiefs. I like it too. I'm, I was really close to doing that. I, I want to, pl- I want to place a future bet on the Seahawks. Uh, I, I'm, I was, I They've was got to spend their money. Right. I mean. It's it's a fair concern that they because they got fifty million, but they got to resign Clowney or 
replace him. But they're get, they're getting Olsen. That's big for them. Yes. If he's healthy, if he's healthy. Yes. And they need to address the O line. Uh, so yeah, they've got. It's not that they don't have holes, but they certainly have holes. But they have the Russell Wilson. Um, you know, Russell Wilson's like he's kind of like LeBron in his prime. Like he's so clearly the MVP every year. Like if you took him off the team, his team would literally be one of the worst teams. Oh, they're they're a three win team without him. Yeah, and that's like LeBron with the Cavs. Like you saw LeBron leave, like twenty something win team. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, they'll still be good. No, they won't. <laughs> no, yeah. they won't. It's the same with Russell Wilson, three to four win team. Like absolute top five pick in the draft. I don't know. I just like no one's more valuable than Russell Wilson to their team with the, with the lack of receivers, the lack of line, the lack of defense in years other than the elite defense. It's just it's just insane to me. Give yeah, him I mean, an average line, yeah, they're going to the Super Bowl. I agree. And and he might get that. Uh It'll be interesting. Yeah. Well, real, real quick before we wrap up it's official. Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury 3, July 18th in Vegas. I understand, obviously, Wilder is going to exercise his rematch clause, but I think it's a waste of time. I mean, he got he got outboxed in both matches. He ended up with a draw because of a big knockdown at the end of the first one. The second one, Tyson Fury just literally just bullied him, just chased him around and just bullied him. For seven rounds and I just don't see this next one going any other way I unless Tyson Fury slips up and just like doesn't take it seriously like Andy Ruiz did with Joshua and gains a bunch of weight and just doesn't care I, I just don't see the third one going any other way yeah I mean yeah. I, I think it'll certainly be more competitive while there was clearly you know thrown off his game and and not really expecting things to turn out that way. Things went south quick on Wilder's game plan in this one. Uh, and, you know, there's such such analyzation of, of that stuff post-fight and preparing for the next fight that these these kind of, these third and fourth rematches tend to be a little more polished on both sides. So, uh, I don't, I, I'm not willing to say who's going to, you know, win. I think I, it's clear that, I don't think it was ever unclear, but you know, Fury's definitely the more, uh, he's the better boxer, I, I should say. Uh, he he has the sweet science down, but Wilder's always a punch away from ending anyone's night, uh, Fury included. So, I think while, you know, at the end of the day, of course they're going to do the rematch because why the fuck not? Let's, I'll take 80 million. Who else is going to fight Anthony Joshua? Wilder. Anthony Joshua needs to, even with the Wilder loss, Anthony Joshua needs to earn the right to fight either of them. Uh, so we'll see who he fights. Uh, he drew or Joshua is fighting in June. I forget who he's fighting. Uh, but a, a convincing win there will probably set up unless Wilder wins. Then we're going to, we're, we're seeing round four. Uh, and, but if, if, if Fury wins, then that'll, the natural well, selection will be, he'll fight, Joshua. Joshua will fight one of those two. He might fight, he might fight, uh, Wilder, you know, Fury, Wilder, Fury might be like, you got to go through Wilder before you go through me. Cause I truly think Wilder's the only heavyweight in the world that Fury respects even after yeah. this fight. 
So yeah, Wild, we saw Fury, Wilder could still lose. Wilder could lose and get the Joshua fight. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. Fury, and it might be just by Fury saying, "Great, I mean, that's nice that you got a couple belts. I'll I'll get them from you eventually, but you better yeah. you got to go through Wilder." But first. we need to factor in for this next fight. Um, Wilder's not going to be wearing that 45-pound mask, so he's got a much better chance. I mean, come of course. on, man. Of course. Come he's on. got a much come better on. chance with that being Dude, said. I mean. Wilder, Wilder, Wilder boasted that he trained in a 45-pound weighted vest. He boasted that on Joe Rogan's podcast when he was on there. And then he's going to complain about a walkout to the ring in however many pounds of whatever – and that the legs were gone because of that like no you just weren't prepared you just came in you didn't yeah, have it that it's one of the worst you, excuses in the history of excuses in sports like, probably history <laughs> you you walked out for five minutes and it tired you you're not a fucking damn good athlete <laughs> Dave's who, 140 pounds soaking wet and he'd be fine yeah who on his team is letting him say that he fired uh, his know. trainer you know, maybe, the maybe day they after weren't, they weren't uh, moderating it because he you know almost fired his team yeah. He he fired the but, guy that threw in the towel the next day. Yeah. No, I heard he he brought him back. I heard he almost fired. I heard he fired him, but like brought him back. Oh, that's I, I, it's possible. Yeah, I heard he he like I got an update that it, like he wasn't letting him go. Like he'll stay with him, but um, I think yeah, I think Fury's gonna win. I agree. I think it'll be more competitive. Um, you know, I just it's got to be more competitive than the last time. You know, maybe. Maybe Wilder slims down more. Maybe he bulks up more. Maybe he takes some sort of different approach. He needs to. He needs better defense, though. He needs to. He needs obviously to pick his spots, but he needs to be more aggressive. Um, he can't let Fury just walk him around the ring the whole time. It, it, it was just. It was odd to watch. He needs to be more aggressive, but he also needs to be ready for Fury's jabs and 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 Fury. I mean. He's not as hard a puncher, but he's 280 pounds, so it's going to hurt. I don't care who the fuck you are. It's going to hurt, and he's the best boxer right now. Like, yeah, Wilder's got the puncher's chance, so he's going to ha- he's gonna have a chance, of course, but I would say, like, 75-80% chance Fury. Yeah. But yeah. I kind of want Fury to win. Uh, and, like, I don't know, really know if I'd want to see round— I mean, maybe if round three is incredible the third time, but, like— I don't know, like, around four, it's kind of like, how many rounds is this are we going to have? I'm kind of, like, good on it after this third one, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see. It'll all depend on who on, wins. Uh, yeah. But In it, the meantime, hopefully some young guys start come up and coming or some shit. I don't, I'm not a aficionado with, I don't know if there's any young rising heavyweights, yeah, but... I mean... Uh, not no none with the name power of the three that are there now. It, it's going to be Joshua Wilder Fury for the next four or five years. Yeah, and then after that, we'll go into a dark ages with heavyweight boxing again, and then in fifteen years, four heavyweights will be at the top again, and it's yeah. cyclical. It is. It's it is. Cyclical. But that is going to do it for the episode this week. As always, follow us on all the socials. Make sure you go to bleacherfan.com and check out our store. Ton of team-centric merch, ton of Bleacher fan merch. Go check it out. A lot of great stuff there. Support us so we can keep doing this podcast for you guys. Uh, We will be back next week, and we are going to be talking conference championships. We're going to get ready to start previewing March Madness. We'll have some NFL free agency to talk. It's going to be a big week, guys. We'll see you then.